Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. The Bible says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit, capital S meaning the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. Verse 3, he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. Verse 6, I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and the tendon and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds, four winds meaning from left, right, center, east, south, northwest, come breath from the four winds and breathe into this slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Verse 13. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. Then you front runners will know that I am the Lord. Then you front runners will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. And verse 14, I will put my spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land, meaning that I will bring you back together. And then he continues to say, Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, O King of glory. Father, we believe that today is the day that you are going to have your way in this place, O God. Father, have your way. Your word is life. Your word is life. Your word is life, O King of glory. And Father, we know that when you speak, O King of glory, your word becomes final. 
So as we sit at your feet, we know that we will never be the same again. We will never be the same again. And all God's people say, the year is about 597 BC. And it's a time that the children of Israel entering a place called Babylon in shackles. They are entering in pain and they are entering as slaves. And Ezekiel, before he was called to ministry, he was someone who used to love the Lord. He revered the Lord so much that he was called to be a prophet. And we find at that time, Ezekiel is one of the 10,000 exiles that were taken to Babylon from Jerusalem. We find that the king of Babylon at that time came and destroyed the temple. He destroyed their place of worship. He destroyed their place of worship and people were confused. They didn't know what was going to happen next. Imagine your, your, your place of worship is destroyed and you go to a place that you don't know even what is going to happen next. The temple is destroyed. The first lot enter Babylon and Babylon is a type of enemy. Babylon is a type of enemy that releases you, that removes you from the place of worship and takes you to a place of captivity. And the name Ezekiel means God strengthens. You see how God strengthens even when people are going through a difficult time. God strengthens even when people are in shackles and you are locked up in a prison and you don't know how to get out. And the, the name Ezekiel means God strengthens. God will strengthen you in the place that you are at. And something about the Babylonians, I learned that these people used to go to war in chariots and they will be in a horse. Two people, the one behind, will carry a sword and he will make sure that they tear you apart. The Babylonians were so wicked that they will put skeletons along the road so that to instill the Babylonians were so wicked that they will do things so that, and, and, and one of the things that they will do is they will, they will tear your skin and hang you on a pole so that you will die under the scorching sun. The Babylonians were so wicked that they will destroy your place of worship. They will destroy everything. In fact, during that time of Ezekiel, they were saying that we have destroyed their God. Because they thought that God sits in the temple only. But we live in a time that God does not, is not confined in the temple only. God is in our hearts. And we harbor the presence of God. Historians say that, say that this is like the most hopeless time in history. The most hopeless time in history. Some people were saying that the people were questioning, how did we end up here? It takes eight seconds for someone to lose hope. Imagine their house was burnt, their places of stay, their food, 
the things that they had built over a long period of time is no more and things are in smoke. Things are burnt down to ashes. It can't get any worse. You losing your possession and something about the Babylonians is the Babylonians used to take the children of Israel because they were used as a vehicle by God to bring judgment upon the children of Israel. And the Babylonians will scatter the people so that they will never come back together and, be, and fight the people of Babylon. It was so bad that you see Ezekiel is walking in shackles and the people behind him are wondering where is God? Where is the God that used to say I parted the Red Sea? Where is the God who healed the sick? Where is the God who says that when you look at the, at the bronze snake that is raised, you will be healed? Where is the God who said that I am going to destroy your enemies? The people are hopeless. The people are hopeless in a manner that the Bible in the book of Ezekiel chapter 3 says that Ezekiel went and sat by the valley by the canal in chapter 3 and he did not say anything for three days. This explains the magnitude of the loss, the magnitude of the pain, the magnitude where the enemy will scatter you in your thinking, will scatter you from what you think. He will scatter you and prevent you from putting your mind together so that you will focus. And he sat there for three days without saying anything. Three days he was just quiet and just looking. People are bleeding. Children are crying. There's hunger. There's pain. There's suffering. There are no doctors. There's no one to speak hope because it's a hopeless situation. People are asking, where is this God? Where is this God? In fact, some people never even wanted to hear about God because if God would have heard all this, if God would have seen all this, I don't think we would be in Babylon. I don't think my children will be going hungry. I don't think that I will not be in school. I don't think that the, the plans that I had will not be thwarted. And people were against God because of the situation. And it's quite interesting that the reason as to why they ended there was because of sin. And Ezekiel sits by the canal. You know, sometimes it's easy to say some things when someone is going through a difficult time. But there are times and seasons in life where when you are going through a difficult time, you just need someone to be with, with you there and not to fix you, but to feel with you. To just hear, to just see the magnitude. And this is why the name Ezekiel means God strengthens. 
Ezekiel chapter 1 says that the glory of the Lord was so powerful even when the children of God had gone into Babylon. They had gone into captivity. They had gone into a place of slavery. They had gone into a place where their children were scattered and they were thrown in other places and mothers were looking for, 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 for their children and there was no time to do that. The, the children were looking for their mothers. People are trying to look for food. People are trying to look for other possessions that had remained from the rubble. But there's nothing. Hopeless. Hopeless. It's a, it's a negative expectation of something to happen. There's nothing good that is going to happen. And then Ezekiel 37 comes. But before Ezekiel 37, I want to explain sin. Sin can be explained in four notions in the Bible. Sin can be explained in four notions. And the first notion is inability to control ourselves. Yes, we have been born into a world of sin. We have been born into a place whereby we find the things that we do, even us ourselves, we don't know why we are doing it. And when we try to do good, the only option that is there is actually evil. So we end up doing this wrong thing. And this is the thing that was happening in the lives of the children of Israel before they went into captivity. They were living a life of sin. They couldn't control themselves. They had idols they had many things to do but they had turned their backs from God they had turned away from God and they had forgotten that God loved them and God actually went and and brought back brought them back from the market of slavery they had forgotten that God had saved them from Israel from Egypt and brought them to the promised land so that they would worship God but instead of worshiping God they had forgotten the person that brought them out of that place and started worshiping other idols I think if you go to Ezekiel chapter 13, you will find that they were worshipping Tammuz. I don't want to go into details, but you can read at your own time. And Tammuz was actually a man that they had deified to make him God. Another notion of sin is anomia, and you will find this in 1 John chapter 3 verse 4. Anomia speaks about lawlessness. It is the violation of the things that God had said. When the children of Israel came from Egypt, they went into this other side. They were given laws to go by, but they were lawless because they did not want to follow the law. In fact, they had rebelled against God, and that's why God used Babylonians as a vehicle to bring judgment upon his people. The other notion is hamatia. Hamatia is a Greek word that speaks about missing the mark. Missing the mark. It's an archery term, an archery term where you take a bow and an arrow and you aim at a place and when you miss, that's missing the mark. The children of Israel had missed the mark by what they did. And the last is parabasis in Greek, and it speaks about 
transgression, transgression, and it speaks about you don't cross the line. You don't cross the line. You don't cross the line. And God has given us a boundary. As long as you don't walk past this, when you go to the other side, actually you're living in sin. And this is something that will hinder us from, have, from being anchored in hope during a crisis, during a difficult time. And so Ezekiel is seated and the Spirit of God comes and takes him. It's a vision. He takes him and leads him by the valley. And there are two mountains. And in the two mountains, in the two mountains you see the bones. The bones and the bones are scattered. The bones are scattered. The, the head is mutilated. The, the hands are not there. There's nothing that you can say that this bone belongs to this and, and this hand belongs to this and this leg belongs to this. And the Bible says that he moved him back and forth, back and forth. And he was saying, bones. I want you to ask yourself, why did he use bones? And the reason as to why he used bones, bones that were scattered, it speaks about these people had not been given a proper burial. They had not been given a proper burial. It exposed the remains of a shocking disgrace to the dead. These people were denied a proper burial. And these people had gone through a season that they had turned away from God. In fact, the Bible says that the bones were very dry, very dry. When the Bible says very dry bones, means that they were dead long before. They've been dead for the longest time, and they are lying in the valley in between mountains. Bones, it speaks about life has already passed. There's no hope of life coming. There's no hope that these things will ever come back to life. It will never live again. They were exposed and the remains, it was like a shocking disgrace as I have said, and they were denied a proper burial and left for the scavengers. When something has been dead for so long, we give up that it will live again. When something has been dead for so long, we give up hope that it will come back to life again. And it's quite interesting that there was no hope in the bones. There was no hope in the bones. And then God, the name that is used there is Yahweh, the self-existent God the God that was, the God that saved the children of Israel from the time that they went through a difficult season, the time that they were in Egypt, the Yahweh, the Yahweh, the God that was the God of the present and the, the God of the past, sorry, the God of the present and the God that is to come. And he is speaking to Ezekiel, God strengthens and he is saying, can these dry bones live? 
it's quite interesting that God who knows everything, he knows the past, present, he knows everything about you, he's asking you a question. Since when did the teacher become the student? But he is asking so that he will instill hope. He is asking so that he will instill fear. And he wants your hope to rise up in a manner that you are able to say that only you, God. As long as you are the one who is going to give me hope, I believe that these bones that have been disgraced, that these bones that have been scattered, that these bones that we don't know how they can be brought back to life again, it is only you who is able. God wants to instill hope by asking that question. That conversation between God and Ezekiel, it wasn't an easy one. I want you to go to that context and ask yourself, if you are Ezekiel, can these bones come to life? Can these bones come to life? And Ezekiel was like, God, Okay, God, you've shown me back and forth. God, I know we are in Babylon. We can't even put our minds together. God, we have experienced a difficult season. God, we are going through a difficult time and I don't know. But even if I don't know God, only you can make them come to life. I don't know where you are at. Are you at a place where God is asking you, can these bones, can these bones, can these, can these bones that, that were left scattered, can these bones, can this situation, can this issue, can this come back to life, can this time that you are, you are experiencing, can it back, come back to life? The things that have been buried, the things that you felt disgraced about because of the, of, of the sin that was happening, can this come back to life? Can this come back to life? And, I, and is God asking you such a question and are you at a place where you say I don't think this thing can come back to life I, I, I don't think these bones can come back to life I don't think I don't think because it's in your own human mind that you don't think that these bones can actually come to life but God is saying can these bones come to life and even if you see that it's not the bones that can come to life based on what you say just say what God says because God is God is saying that what you say according to his word is going to happen because his word is final his word is true his word the bible says that the grass withers and the flower fades but the word of the lord stands forever and i'm asking today can these bones can these bones can these bones come to life can these bones come to life yes you may be in a place that you are wondering maybe you've been outside school for so long and you're wondering what is happening in my life will i ever get to school maybe you're asking yourself questions and you are wondering what is happening to me or maybe you've even forgotten but God is saying today that these bones, these bones these bones that you think they are dead these bones that you yourself lost hope, I am going to bring them back to life today, today Sunday, today Sunday the 27th these bones are coming back to life, just like Ezekiel the word of God stands forever like David sang, the word of God stands forever and the word of God is saying today that these bones can come back to life, I am going to put flesh, I am going to put tendons, 
I am going to do that which man seems impossible. I know that you are going through a time where you're wondering, can these bones come back to life? But the Lord is saying right now that these bones, these bones, there's a rattling sound right now. There's a rattling sound that the bones are coming together. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you've said. It doesn't matter whether your head hasn't been put together. But these bones, these bones, these bones are coming to life. These bones are coming to life because there is a God who can do the impossible. Maybe doctors say that these bones cannot come back to life. But God is saying today that these bones are coming back to life. That these bones are coming back to life. Can these bones come to life? Can this situation ever come back? Can my family ever come back to life? It's not about what you say, but it's always about what God says. And the Lord said in his word that there was a rattling, there was a rattling, meaning that the, the vibration is speaking about something that is happening in the spirit world so that you will be able to see it in the physical, visible world because God is at work and he is bringing only what he can do together. And these bones live. The thing that can hinder from the bones to live is sin. Can these bones live? You know, sometimes we just read the word and it's easy to read through the word, but it's difficult to walk through the word. And sometimes God will take us and he will want us to walk through the word so that we participate in the miracle that God is about to do so that he will take us to places because that was a vision and a vision is like a snapshot of the future and God can ask you what do you think about your future yes I know that you look as good as dead yes you know that you look like like someone who cannot even be a CEO you cannot even be a doctor but God is asking in the place that you are in what I am going to show you can it come come to pass can these dry bones live there's a story of someone I know early 2000 when the wife was expecting he's married, he's a pastor when the wife was expecting it was in the, in the, in the countryside so this is how the story goes there was only like one telephone booth. Those days, cars were rare. And it was interesting that when he was sharing with me this story, he said that the wife was expectant, so they looked for a place that looked like a hospital. And so she was rushed by the only car in that place. And she was rushed to, to, to that place, and, and, and they say that she is due. She is about to give birth just now. And so the people that looked like doctors and nurses in that place took the, the wife inside inside the room and the room was dark and because the car came in speeding it 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 made people to form a crowd to form and people came and wanted to see what was happening. And so as the wife gave birth to this child, one of the nurses saw the child and she threw the child down and the child was dead. In fact, one of the nurses says that this does not even look like a child. 
was so difficult, but what this man did, he actually took this child that people say was dead, that the doctors, people that were qualified said that is dead, and he walked outside and the crowd started forming and he started saying, oh God, I know my wife wasn't pregnant for, for nine months so that I would have a dead child. My wife wasn't pregnant. She didn't go through all this. But God, I am speaking right now. The way you spoke to Ezekiel, strengthen my faith. Strengthen my hope that this child will come back to life. I believe that God, you are the self-existent one. I believe that God, you are able to restore. And I am prophesying and to prophesy is to speak forth, is to speak forth the word of God. And he was saying, I am prophesying today that God, the God of heaven, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the God of Abraham, that this child that is dead will come back to life. That this child that people have given up on, I am not going to give up because God, you are using me. That this child will come back to life. And slowly by slowly, he started feeling the heart of the child pumping. And the heart of the child started pumping. And slowly by slowly, he saw that the child opened the eyes slowly by slowly and then the child started to move the legs and he continued to pray he said God there is no way you are going to give me a dead thing there is no way because God you are the one who has called me to be partaker of this miracle and this child is going to live and from that moment on that child came back to life can this dry bones can these dry bones live? There's another story of two missionaries that went to Ethiopia. And after they went to Ethiopia, they had done ministry for over three years and there was no one in that church. But they used to pray every day. They used to prophesy every day that, God, you are going to do something new in this place. God, you are going to do an amazing thing in Ethiopia. I believe that, God, you are a miracle worker. So these two friends, something happened. At one time, they were praying in like a small building that they had made of Mabati. And while praying, they saw a huge, a, a big crowd coming and they were walking towards the tent. And these are hostile people. And so one of them ran because he saw there's no way we are going to survive. But one stayed. He said, God, if I'm going to die, let me die today. And as the crowd came closer, they saw that there was one man carrying a small child and the child was dead. And these people had given up hope. These people had given up hope. They had lost it all. And so they saw this man handed the child to that missionary. He knew He started to pray. And as he was praying, nothing happened. Nothing. The people that had 
come, they started beating him. They started beating him. And he was like, I am carrying this. But I know that God, you're able. Show your glory. And as they were beating him, they saw a hand come up like this. And everyone stood. Slowly, that lady stood on her feet. Because this man used to prophesy. This man had a dry bone moment. Because these people were hostile people. He had a dry bone moment. And he was saying, God, I believe. God, I believe. I believe that this is the moment that you are going to do the impossible. I believe that this is the moment you are going to do that which man cannot be able to do. And the story ended like this. The people that were with him that day, they started crying, saying, Jehovah, 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 Jehovah. And they came to that man and knelt. And they say that we know that your God is the God that is going to be worshipped. We know that your God is the true God. And that day that man said he baptized 215 people. And that was how the church was formed. I want us to read verse 13 and 14. And then we enter into a moment of prophesying. Verse 12, you can go from verse 12. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Bring you back to the land of Israel. What God is saying, he is saying something that is going to happen. He is saying that you who have been scattered in your mind, you don't know yourself, you don't know what to do. I am going to bring you back together. Therefore, verse 13, then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. Imagine your body, but God still brings you back. I will put my spirit, I will put my spirit, Holy Spirit, in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, has spoken, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. I want us to turn this place into a place of worship. I want us to turn this place into a place of prophecy into a place where we speak that which God has declared. I want us to speak the decrees of God. Decrees of God are the things that God has written in his word. Do you have dead, dry bones? Are you representing, because Ezekiel was representing the children of Israel. I want you right now to just enter into that moment. Something about the Holy Spirit is He comes in us so that He will empower us to do things that we cannot do in our own strength. I want you to just open your mouth. Let us rise to our feet and enter into that realm where we speak 
speak, we speak that which God has said. We speak that which God has said. We speak that which God has said. Father, right now we are opening our mouths, oh God. We are opening our mouths in this place, oh King of glory. Father, we know, we know where we are at, oh God. You know where we are at, oh King of glory. Just open your mouth in this place. Just open your mouth in this place. Open your mouth in this place. Open your mouth in this place. Just prophesy. Prophesy to the dry bones. Prophesy to the dry bones. Prophesy to the things that you thought and you lost hope completely. Prophesy to the promises that you were spoken over by God. Prophesy right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we are prophesying right now, oh God. Bring back hope. Bring back hope. Those promises, oh King of glory, that you spoke over our lives from time immemorial, oh God. Right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Dry bones come back to life. Dry bones come back to life. Dry bones come back to life. Dry bones, dry bones, dry bones come back to life. In the name of Jesus. 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 Dry bones come back to life. Dry bones come back to life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We hear the sound of rattling. If you feel like you need prayers, just come to this place. Just come to this place. I can sense in my spirit that the Lord is doing something right now. Just come to this place. Thank you for those that are coming. Thank you for those that are coming. Dry bones will come to life. Just fill this place with prayer. 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 I can see, I can hear a rattling sound right now. I can hear a rattling sound right now. I can hear dry bones are coming back to life. 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 Anchored in hope. Anchored in hope. Hope where there was hopelessness. Hope where there was hopelessness. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, dry bones. Dry bones. Dry bones. Bring them back together. Put in flesh, oh God. Put in flesh, oh God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Fill this place with prayers. 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 Dry bones, dry bones, dry bones. Come back to life. Come back to life. Dry bones, come back to life. Come back to life. That situation, oh God, right now it's coming back to life. Coming back to life. Back to life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Dry bones, dry bones, dry bones. Dry bones, come back to life. 
come back to life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are speaking hope right now. We are speaking hope right now. Where there was hopelessness, oh God. We are speaking hope right now. Hope in the name of Jesus. Hope in the name of Jesus. Those that have been scattered in their thoughts, oh God. Those that can't, that they, they can't have their life figured together. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Bring them back together. Bring them back together. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Dry bones, dry bones, dry bones come back to life. Dry bones come back to life. In the name of Jesus. Dry bones come back to life. Oh, I hear a sound right now. A sound right now. That God is bringing you back together. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Even as we continue to just pray, even as we continue to just worship, the breakthrough is in what you say. The breakthrough is in what you say. What are you saying right now? What are you saying right now? What are you saying right now? What you are saying is what matters. Are you speaking over that dry bone situation? Are you speaking over that dry bone situation? Yes, Lord, Father, we are praying right now. Have your way, have your way, oh God. Have your way, oh King of glory. Have your way, oh God. Have your way, oh God. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, oh King of glory. Move in our lives. Move in our lives. Move in our lives, oh God. I can see there's someone in this place that God is removing you from a dry bone situation. I can see you right now. I can see you in the spirit. You are coming out of the grave and the bones were so dry, there was there were even, even so much soil that you were covered in. And I am seeing God bringing you back together. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Dry bones, dry bones, dry bones. Come back to life. Come back to life. If you can speak in the heavenly language, just speak in that language right now. Dry bones, dry bones. Dry bones, anchored in hope. Dry bones, dry bones, dry bones, dry bones. You're here and you're here and you don't know this Lord. You don't know Jesus. Just lift up your hand. Just lift up your hand if you don't know Jesus. Lift up your hand and we are going to pray together. Just continue to pray. Just continue to pray. The Lord is, the Lord is in a business of doing things that no man is able to do. You're here and you don't know the Lord. Just raise your hand. Lift up your hand. Just lift up your hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Just lift up your hand. 
You don't have to fear. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. We are in a dry bone situation. You were saying, oh God, help me. Just lift up your hand. And we are going to pray. We are going to pray. In fact, we don't even have to pray. Because the spirit of the Lord is moving in this place. He's moving in this place. He's moving in this place. I can see there's also someone with a, with a condition. And, and you gave up completely on it because you've tried. You've tried. You've tried. And nothing has happened. And today we are saying that they are, it's coming to pass in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be restored in the name of Jesus. You be made whole today in the name of Jesus. You are free from pain in the name of Jesus. You are free from pain in the name of Jesus. The old has gone and the new has come. In the name of Jesus, you will never be the same again. Dry bones, dry bones, dry bones are coming back to life. Dry bones are coming back to life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What we are going to do is... We are going to say the words of the grace and you still need to be prayed for. Just stay behind. And by the way, this is the beginning of what is going to happen from 2 p.m. We are going to experience the supernatural because the dry bone situation speaks of a, of a revival. The Bible says that there was a vast army from the dry bones there was a vast army and we are going to get to that place you want to leave we are going to say the words of the grace you're still here and you want to be prayed for God is at work and for you who are giving your life to Jesus just say Lord Jesus Today, I am a new creature. The old has gone and the new has come. So thank you for having me in your life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I'd like to call one of the leaders to just come and stand with my brother here. Let's continue to worship touch. Let's continue to worship touch. Let's continue to worship touch. Let's continue to worship. Take control, oh God. Leaders, leaders, just come, just come. Yes, Lord. Take control here and now. Take control here and now. Yes, Lord. Take control. Father, take control. Take control. Here and now. We cry now. 
Father, we, we know that you are still at work in this place. Father, we know that you are at work in this place, oh God. For some of us, oh God, we are still in belief that this dry bone cannot come back to life. Father, give us hope. Give us hope, oh God. Even if we don't have hope, your word, we say what your word says. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Guys, I hope we'll see you at two at the main dome. And for those who still need prayers, you are at the right place. If you want to leave, it's okay, you can leave. But if you want to stay behind, just stay. We are going to still pray 
because we know that God is still not done with us yet. We are glad that we came to the house of God. Let's continue to just pray for us that are remaining. Father, we are thanking you.
Thank you. 